Okay. We were walking down the street. Right, said, but I somebody mean, said, hey, you know, there's a lady in there who reads ours. I said, cool, let's go see what she can do. So you are, okay, with curiosity? Or because if you My with curiosity? Yeah, I'm wondering. Well, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of, I kind of feel like that guy that's always trying to bust psychic people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. What's his name, the amazing Randy? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not trying to bust their chops, but I want to see what they're about. I'm trying to find somebody who's real. So I can talk to them, <laughs> you know, so I can tell them what I'm seeing and, and have somebody that you can communicate that will understand all this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like my friend Phil. Phil I, Phil and I can go on conversations that are, whoo, man, they're way out there. And I love that. I can't, I, there isn't a whole lot of people that I can do that with. Tom, I can get into some pretty wild stuff. But there's not a lot of people that I can go into a, a conversation that's, that's a tremendous intercourse you know, it is an intercourse, and it's 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 almost sexual to me. To be able to t to talk to people on that level is really exciting. So I'm always looking for somebody who can really do it. Oh, I I thought that you knew that maybe she couldn't. I wasn't sure. Oh, no. Then I was just I walking down the street with a friend, the and they said, "Oh, you know, move. they know what I do." And they said, "Oh, there's somebody here that can read auras too. Maybe you should meet them." I said, "Hope oh, would love to. <laughs> Let's go read auras. Let's go see what's going on." Yeah, well, throw down the gauntlet. If you're going to claim to do something, back it up. Back it up. No problem. I'll be happy to do that with anybody. I'll bring me ten people diagnosed with disease. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll bet you I can get 90, 99% of it. It's not me. It's because I, you know, I'm just here to serve God. God's going to work through me. That'll be it. What? How did you know I wanted to ask a question? Yeah, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being led here. That's, that's just, just, just let go. Uh, I remember right in this very room, maybe about two years ago, there was a well, there was a whole. Let's say the source of life was having like a, a fest or expo of. Um, oh yeah, yeah right. Expo. And um, uh, this woman was doing channeling, and um, out of curiosity, I just came in and sat down. To see, you know, what this was about, and um, she sort of walked th people through a process, you know, do this, 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 and this, and you know, you close your eyes, you sit in the seat, and so on. And I just did not feel comfortable joining in. I, I, I was coming in from a point of curiosity, but at the same time, I was wondering who is she connected to. And who is she connecting all of us that are sitting in this room? How do I know that? Do I want myself to be exposed to this? That is, that is being, you know, going on. So I didn't really participate. I was just like an observer looking on. Some people, you know, afterwards said they experienced, they, you know, she like went around the room. What did you feel? What did you think? And so on. And, um, of course, I didn't experience anything, but it was interesting to hear. But it, I, I can't really judge, you know, somebody's heart. You, you can't really say or their experience. But it, it did not sound genuine to me. It didn't you know? resonate with Yeah, it, it didn't resonate. sound genuine. And um, I, I'm recalling that there, I've read a book, I can't remember the name of it now, but there is this English psychic woman... Um, and she used to do this sort of thing, you know, like work with the police, help individuals, and so on. And um, sh she ended up 
she ended up she ended up uh dead they found her dead she she it's like she she got into a space with some uh, let's say a spirit that was already uh departed the body had already departed and it was just a spirit that's a ghost really and it it overpowered her and and destroyed her physically and i'm i'm recalling also this incident with this whole question of channeling and psychics and um, another movie that I actually saw on the television where a person was channeling and there was some evil person from say the like the um, 16th century or so that came in dressed in modern you know our time clothing and he wanted came in as a client and he wanted her to assist him to read somebody and um, he he put her in touch. It's like he had a score to settle way back, and he put her in. She put him in touch with this person that he wanted to reach. And then you see, it's like he he took over her body. The body exploded. The woman de- died. Her head just went down on the table, and she was dead. But the body actually exploded, and he went on to carry through you know, all these evil activities that he wanted to settle, you know, like taking over a town, uh, digging up some graves and getting some particular scroll or or information that had some real power that would give him power over, you know, uh, a great deal of power. But just those two experiences, you know, sort of had me thinking. This was a movie you're talking about? Yes, just, I and I don't... Uh, I've seen something like that. <laughs> and I... I I don't think the movie is too far-fetched, you know? I I don't think it's too far-fetched because it's it's giving you an idea that there are spirits out there who maybe for one reason or other they left their body suddenly and they have things to settle and they don't have the physical body to sort it out. So they will they will come and use a, a body that is available, and this this really resonates. I understand this very clearly. What you've just said, you can only resonate with something that is at the same level where you are. So if your consciousness is at that level, like people that take drugs or intoxication, like liquor or whatever, or just the level of your thinking is low, you are inviting those kind of spirits in, in to, into your, your presence. Yeah. And if it is the converse, the higher your, your, your consciousness, you invite those. This is why, for example, you can invoke this kind of quality spirits into this room. Or anyone that is of a spiritual uh, evolvement, according to the level of your evolvement, you invite that kind of spirit. So it's, it's what I guess I'm saying in conclusion is that if you believe that it's everything is just dependent on the material that you can see, you're highly mistaken. Because you, you can con- convert any situation, as terrible, for example, as the situation is in New York or this country, in just about any sphere of life you can think of, things are, things are, are, are go- have gone very wrong. And it, it, the solution is not in the material. Right. We have to invoke a higher consciousness, the solution within ourselves, to invoke the spirit of the divine mm-hmm. to correct these things.
to allow that, that channel of light to, to be able to function through us. Because I said in the prayer this morning, God's hands, God's eyes, God's mouth, you know. God doesn't hurt things. God wants to bless us. So, you guys need to take a bathroom break or anything? Yeah? Okay. A lunch break? You guys eat and stuff still? You guys are still eating? You haven't gone beyond that yet? Okay. We'll let you slide this time. You want you want a break for lunch now, or you want to go a little bit more? You hold. I don't. I don't. If you got to pee or something, I don't want to stress you. Can you handle 15 minutes? We have 15 minutes on the tape. Okay. Let's let's go where I wanted to go. I want to go in the colon. I want to take a little trip into the bowel. Okay. Um. What? What did I miss? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, what is the most important part of digestion? The most important part of the whole process of digestion is what? Ho! Oh, give that man a cigar. And give him, a, give him the, the equivalent of the money in a cigar. <laughs> it was great. Good, good answer. I thought I'd get you on this one. Did you hear what he said? Your attitude. Your attitude. I would much rather see you eating French fries, hamburgers, and syrupy cola drinks and have a wonderful attitude than having a bad attitude trying to slug down carrot juice and sprouts. You're going to be much better off. Believe me. I worked in a health, I used to go to a health food store and, and spend a couple hours uh, uh, just to, they wanted me to come in and just kind of talk to people about iridology and a little bit about herbs. So I'd go there when I first started when I first came back to Michigan and I just was doing anything to make money I wasn't getting enough patience uh, you know it was kind of weird back then so I went to this little place and this lady was running around and I could just see that nervousness on her face and she was all upset because she had to find this much uh, burdock root and she had to have this much of uh, the white radish she had to, and she's going oh god I says oh you're taking myrobiotics oh yeah yeah and, and, and she was just so upset that she was just like this you know ready to explode and I said, you know, you'd be better off going over there to McDonald's and, and having a meal and, and relaxing than what you're doing to yourself now. So it's our attitude. Our attitude can change everything. You can have the most beautiful meal, but if you're emotionally toxic and everything else, it's still not going to digest. It's your attitude. is the most important part of digestion. Okay, since you're on a, since you're on a roll back there, I, I assume you pray over your food? Why do you pray over your food? Okay, good enough, good enough. I just want a quick answer. Uh huh. Why do you pray? Why do you pray? I don't want to hear your prayer. Why do you pray? Why do you pray over your food? Do you pray over your food? Why do you pray? Okay, okay, okay. Why do you pray over your food? To make sure that it is energy that I want to assimilate. Okay, why do you pray over your food? Say it again. Attitude, frame of mind to absorb. Exactly. You're elevating yourself. Yeah. The prayer is elevating your energy field. It's elevating you to a, a higher level. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. I wasn't trying to be rude, but 
I'm, you know, yeah, we pray, oh, God, thank you for the food. Thank you for the farmer. Thank you for removing the pesticides. Thank you for taking the calories out. I've been watching my fat. Thank you for taking out some of the fat. I'm, you know, we can do all that, but, I mean, does God really need to hear that? Doesn't the Creator know things before we can think them? Haven't you heard that? If you, if you believe in God or a Creator? So it's, it puts you in an elevated state. Thank you, Jason. It puts you in an elevated state. The connection. Your connection. How can we ever do anything for God? How can you give a present to the person who has everything? Honor yourself. That's the greatest presence that there is. That's When somebody was asking me about that presence, the presence is also presents, you know, like a birthday present, like you guys all got for me, some of you. Some of you who are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> But the presence, isn't that funny, that word, presence and presence? You know, there, there's a real connection there with that word. So I think we pray to elevate our attitude, to elevate the way we're looking at things. You know, bring ourselves to a higher vibration. And then we become the transmutation. Just like I said, you know, I played over here, I did all this stuff with Muncie and made a big joke out of it, but I was real serious about it. But I don't want to do it so you go, oh, look what he did. And then all of a sudden you're looking at me like I did something. You see what I mean? I don't, I don't need disciples. <laughs> you know, I don't want disciples. I don't want to be anybody's guru. I want you to understand that the guru is inside of you. You're the greatest disciple. You're the master. It's already there. So I play. Just to show you that it's... I didn't want to share because I thought maybe I am not allowed from the... In this room, that's, that's a good point. Bring this up. When we go into our lodges and do our prayers, or when I come off of the hill and I come down and there's six, eight, however many people have been sitting around the fire waiting for me to come back, I share my vision with those people. But it never leaves that lodge. That's what I feel pleased because it was so... Well, we already discussed this. I thought everybody knew that. What is said amongst us is, is between us. If you want to discuss it with Jesse, that's fine. You want to call Meredith and discuss it. You want to call Susan and discuss it. You want to call Sharon and discuss it. That's fine. But you don't, uh, didn't I say this? You don't talk about it with your husband, your wife, your children. It's yeah. nobody's business because they, you know, how are they going to even comprehend this? They haven't been in this energy. They don't know what we're doing. Even as, as esoterically awake as they are, I don't care who they are, they're not going to grasp that concept. I don't discuss any of this with Sherry. If she's not here, I don't discuss it with her. As much as she knows and as much as, you know, she's into this, I wouldn't discuss it with her. If you're not there in the moment, you, how can you ever interpret? How can you have a spiritual experience, Omar, and tell me about it? And really tell me about it? Only up here, on a spiritual way. Not with words. So all you're going to do is belittle whatever happened. You talk the good away. Good. I like that. You talk the good away. You can never, you know, you can never express to another human being what that experience was. And what is here is very personal. This is personal development and growth. Group. Group. What a Freudian slip there. But even in the group, I was in doubt whether sharing it or not. But I felt that I want people to know that there is help from that. Absolutely. And your experience could trigger something in Rupshan. As, as evolved as he is, you might touch him in a way that will help him to evolve more. You know what I mean? And that's why you should all, when you have that experience, share it. That's why I asked her to come up, Susan, to come up and share her experience about what she saw. Because that's exactly what happened. They were over there. They went over there. She was describing exactly the way they were moving. She saw them. She knew they were there. 
You see? And that also should encourage you that, wow, wow, that was pretty cool. Maybe, maybe I'm the next one. Maybe it's going to start happening with me. So now the group, you know, she's, got, she's brought an energy into her group. That's real nice. You know, and as she's evolving, as she's coming awake, it's going to affect everyone in her group. And then all, the ripples will spread through all the group. Hmm? You follow that? Okay. So how are we doing, Tom? Oh, still 10? Oh, cool. Okay, so let's look at the colon. What are the worst things for the colon? What are the things in this physical sense that are going to affect the colon the worst? Flour. Sugar. I'm just going to list them for you, and then if I don't get them all, then you can jump in, all right? I'll give you a list, and then you write this down. Flour. All flour. Why? You ever made paste in school? Hello? That's what it is. It's flour. Rice flour and everything, of course, is a better vibration than wheat flour, but I'm just telling you in general. Flour is paste. One of the worst things for the colon. What else does it do? Sheila, since you like to do signals, and this is, what else does it do? Clogs up the villi. If it was villus, I would have just done like that, see? Whereas villi is multiple, so there's more than one. Okay, what else? Head lettuce. Head lettuce. It produces an opiate chemical, interferes with digestion, creates gas. World War II, they would not ship head lettuce to the soldiers. Well, and it suppresses the immune Well, yeah, eventually it will, yeah. You mean the lettuce? Head lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. It produces an opiate chemical, almost exactly like opium. And if any of you grew up on Hayden Ashbury and hung out there with me, you'd know about that stuff. We used to cook lettuce down and make a tar out of it and smoke it and get high as Cootie Brown. Oh, absolutely. You didn't hear that from me, though. It's a, it's a process to do. You cut the lettuce and you chop it and then you boil it down and you take that and you have to put it in alcohol and then you got to heat it just right without exploding it and then you end up with this tar. And I'm telling you, it's just like opium. I'm not kidding you. It'll get you high as you can be. If you want to try a simple experiment, take a quarter head of, of lettuce, put it in two cups of water, and boil it for a minute, let it sit for ten minutes, and drink it when you're in a position to go to bed. Because it'll knock you right out. It'll, whoa. People, I'm telling you, when people really can't sleep, I'll tell them to do that. It'll, it'll, they'll sleep. Any kind of lettuce? Head lettuce. Head lettuce. Iceberg lettuce. Boil it about two minutes. Take a quarter head. Cut it in quarters. Take that, chop it a little bit, put it in a couple cups of water, and boil it for a few minutes, and then with a the lid, let it sit for about 10 minutes, and then drink that. Oh, yeah. Relax, you mellow. You won't care about anything. Iceberg lettuce, the hard, the hard head lettuce. Yeah. Because it's, it sticks to the colon wall, it putrefies, it creates a lot of gases. Exactly. Because it's it's easy to ship, huh? No, not not too bad. No, not too bad. I mean, you feel a little, you feel maybe a little sluggish at first. Depends on their lymphatic system too. No, but you you. But you know, we might see we might see you walking into a. <laughs> 
We might see you walking into a restaurant going, Can I have my lettuce? You got any head lettuce? I need some head lettuce. <laughs> I got to have some head lettuce. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a Broadway show. That's why I wish Joan would have been able to be in the class. You know, the real tall, slender gal, because she's a performing artist, and I really had some great plans to work with her. But such is life. All right, what else we got? Uh, of course, meat. You know, meat is really not good for the colon. You know, because besides the meat, you got the antibiotics and stuff in the meat that's really not too good, which brings us to antibiotics. One of the worst things, destroy the intestinal flora. But, you know, really, they didn't ship the lettuce to the men who were in war because of two things. One, there's no nutritional value, and two, it gives them gas. And you can't be farting in foxholes giving away your position. <laughs> I know they're out there somewhere. There they are! Zoom in on that stench. We got them. Okay. <laughs> Told you not to eat that head lettuce. All right. What else? Wheat. No, I say wheat. Unless sprouted or as rejuvelac is fine, but wheat in itself because it has so much gluten. Milk and unfermented milk products. I mean, yogurt is not in that, and fermented cottage cheese is all right, you know. But the milk, like just two percent. Yeah, yogurt, plain yogurt with Dr. Jensen's apple concentrate. Plain yogurt, if you've never experienced with Dr. Jensen's, don't get Hain, get Dr. Jensen's apple concentrate, and it's unbelievably good. It is so good. I mean, I'm salivating thinking about it. Oh, it goes up, pours over, it's thick like syrup. It's the whole apple seeds and everything is pressed, so you get the entire beauty of the apple, and it's like almost like a hot fudge. And oh, does it taste good? And the, it's such a concentration of the pectin, it just makes that bacteria just grow like crazy. So it it it, it potentizes the the yogurt tenfold. Doctor Jensen's apple concentrate. Now this is the kind of stuff when we have our center, we'll have cases of this stuff for us. You know, this is you might be able to find it in health food stores. A lot of health food stores don't carry his products. It's quite quite surprising. Overcooked vegetables, did I tell you that one? Overcooked vegetables are one of the worst things for your mouth. Of overcooked vegetables? Well, you, you've completely turned it into mush, so you have no, no fiber or anything. Again, causing congestion, stagnation, and fermentation. You said the other day the corn, you know, I read that if you, if you eat it raw, you don't see it going through you. But the only way to eat it raw is pick it and eat it. Don't pick it and, and let it sit for three days and then eat it raw because it's it's you're all you're having a starch. Uh, fertilizers, nitrites, nitrates that they put in the soil, sprays on the vegetables, are very very hard on the digestive system. The colon, white vinegar, white vinegar is very detrimental to your health, and it's in you know and I love pickles and things like that, but. 
Most pickles, you're not going to find them. So we try to get the ones with the apple cider vinegar. And then they've got the Jewish pickle over here that has no vinegar. That's I love those. They're great. Gus's, yeah, Gus's. I don't want to advertise for it, but it's good. I just had my last pickle yesterday, so I'm taking my pickle fix home. <laughs> they're good. They're really good. They're not, they don't have that vinegar bite to them. They're real nice. But white vinegar... If you've ever done uh, dark cell, you ever see dark cell microscopy, yeah, microscope dark cell? If you put white vinegar, it shrinks those red blood cells. It just shrinks them right up. So you can't carry oxygen. Yeah, well, that'll do it, definitely. What makes the red blood cell more vibrant? Iron and oxygen. Iron. Iron and oxygen. No, white Vinegar, white vinegar. Balsamic? Balsamic's all right. Okay. Balsamic is all right. Wine vinegar is all right. It's a white vinegar, that distilled, plain, white, white stuff. It's great. Iron. Put it in your iron. It cleans your iron. It's for cleaning out your colon therapy tank, too. When you have that tank, once a week, you put a quart in there, and you fill it up with five gallons of water, let it sit overnight, and it makes it just beautiful. Cleans it just, oh, just beautiful. Yep, that's what we use to clean our tanks. It's a good cleanser. Uh, black pepper. Black pepper really has a bad effect on the large bowel. Now, in small quantities, it's a medicine. Remember I told you about that. Little, you know, four or five grains on the tongue, great for hydrochloric acid. Quant large quantities affects the digestive system of the bowel. The, oh, we got two, three minutes now? Okay, quick story. When I, I don't have my tank anymore, but I, I started setting up a salt water tank in my office years ago. And boy, had I known the work it involved, I probably would have never done it. But it was beautiful for a while. I had the anemones and beautiful fish, and the patients really liked it. And they all were sad when it went. I said, well, it was costing me about $6,000 a year just to keep this tank going. Oh, it's expensive. Oh, it's unbelievable how expensive it is, but it was, it was worth it for the period of time. But when you first start the tank... You have to put in these sacrificial fish because the, the nitrogen and the environment and the pHs go all over the place, and this is the only, and they're mean as hell. They're the only, I wonder why, years of being killed like this. So they, they, they're pooping stuff. You have to set up a whole environment. So it was a tremendous lesson for me about how delicate bacteria is. If you ever had a saltwater tank, you know what I mean. A little thing can throw that whole thing off, and man, you just lost $500 worth of fish. Boom, just like that. So it's the same thing with the delicate environment in our intestine. It's a very delicate balance, and it can be upset very easily. And once it goes haywire, this is why I finally shut the tank down. And finally, I was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it for six months, doing what I could. And it finally, I, I finally said, what am I going to do? They said, you have to take the fish out. You have to strip the tank. You have to take vinegar and clean the whole tank. Put everything, wash everything, put it back in, and then save some of your original salt water so you have the bacteria and start. And I said, oh, God, it's a major operation. Maintaining a healthy environment is easy. Once the environment has been distorted, you've got a major work to go. So with this overgrowth of candidiasis in this thing, that's why colonics, they have to have colonics, and they have to start doing some implants. And this is where wheatgrass juice comes in as one of the most powerful agents that you could ever put in your body. Okay, so we're going to have a little break. Today is November 4th, and I want to thank everybody. December 4th. 
maybe where you are, it's November 4th up here. It's December 4th for the sake of the tape and the information. So, <clears throat> that it? Okay. All right, so, okay. Now you all, um, everybody, you, you want to lymphocyze a second, get your digestion going? Do you all remember that one? Fingertips, bottom rib. Kind of angular, going back and forth fast. Okay. All right. All together, let's take a deep breath in. Entire digestive system. Blow it out. Breathe it in and say it. Entire digestive system. Blow it out. Fingertips together. Breathe in and hold the third breath. Entire digestive system, blast and heal, activate my entire digestive system, hydrochloric acid, pepsin, chemotrypsinogen, pancreatrophin, trypsin, bile, amylase, protease, carbohydrates, cellulase, sucrase, all elements known or unknown for digestion in my body, activate liver, gallbladder, pancreas, spleen, stomach, small intestine, activate entire digestive system, perfect digestion right now on all levels, activate, blow it out. Again, fast. Entire digestive system. Breathe in. Entire digestive system. Talk to it. Tell it what you want it to do. Breathe in and hold it. Entire digestive system. Activate hydrochloric acid, pepsin, chemotrypsinogen, pancreatrophin, amylase, protease, carbohydrates, cellulase, bile, all elements for my digestive system functioning perfectly right now for my physical and all other levels of digestion functioning perfectly. Activate. Only a minute, so stroke. Come on, use your hands fast, fast, fast. The faster you more, the more electrical current you're doing. Entire digestive system. Should make you sweat, get you warm. Entire digestive system. Move that hands, move those hands. Get on, move that arm. Get the arm going, doctor. Like a fulcrum. Move that arm. Boom, boom, boom. Get it all going. Hold that third breath. Entire digestive system. What are we going to act? Amylase is up here. Hydrochloric acid. Pepsin. We want in the stomach. We want trypsin and uh, chemotrypsin in the pancreas. We want the bile out of the liver to come in. We want protease, carbohydrates, cellulase, lipase, sucrase, all of the elements for digestion activated in my liver, gallbladder, pancreas, spleen, stomach, small intestine, large intestine. Activate mouth, stomach. Activate, activate, activate. Ah. Get a good sweat going, you're ready. Susan, you get much more concentration of energy with the fingertips all together. Doing like this is good, but this is better. And it doesn't cost anything to do that. All right? Fingertips, when you're doing that, the fingertips together, you get a lot better results. This works, but it's just as easy to do that. Okay? <clears throat> this happened the other day. I was, ate something, and it was... Oh, man, I was just sitting inside of me. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't anything horrible. And I took some enzymes, and it still wasn't, you know, three hours later, you're tasting it, you know? Yeah. And I was laying in bed, and I was just going, oh, God, it was just making me feel sick to my stomach. And I said, what am I doing? By the sixth breath, it was like Roto-Rooter came to town, man. Just woof. All that feeling went away. It felt great. I could feel the gurgling and the release. It was amazing. Well, you know, sometimes I forget. Don't forget it. It really works.
Alrighty. Okay, digestion. We're leaving up with the colon here. Right. All right. Black pepper was the last thing. Black pepper and sugar. We talk, you wanted to talk a minute about sugar. Yes. You got 60 seconds. Okay. 55. <laughs> In addition to interfering with your hydrochloric acid production, the industrial refining of sugar involves a laundry list of chemicals including sulfur dioxide, milk of lime, carbon dioxide, calcium carbonate, and charcoal which is made from burnt beef bones. So if you consider yourself vegetarian, vegan, kosher, or any of those things, and you're eating sugar, you are not vegetarian, you are not vegan, you are not kosher. Oh, thank you. And the lime that she's talking about, that the sugar companies will tell you that it's not there, but I've been to the sugar companies in Hawaii, and it is. It gets in the arterial system and really makes them hard, this predisposition to hardening of the arteries. Sugar. Another wonderful benefit of sugar. Nava, your group's up here. Oh, baloney. There's other people with colds, too, but we don't buy into that cold theory, right? I don't buy into that. I don't know about the rest of you. You're having a lovely mucus discharge. That's all. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a lovely thing. I'm very proud of you. That's very good. Okay. Perceptions, right? Okay. The... All right, where were we? The large bottle. Did we go into the positive things for the colon? No. Okay. Alcohol, alcohol, the negative sugar. Even wine? Yeah. Anybody else have any ideas? I was trying to give you the major ones that I know that people use a lot of. Fried foods, yeah. Fried foods. Why? Just because of the, the slowness of the digestion. I was looking at things that really have a deleterious effect directly on the bowel flora. That's the ones I gave you. These things are definitely be part of it, not not good for the digestive system. But I was talking about the ones specifically that mess up the whole flora. Oh, you were going to mention all comments on antibiotics. Antibiotics? They just completely wipe out the bacteria. Completely. So it, there are times where people need antibiotics, and if you take them, take them as the doctor tells you. Don't take it four days. If you're supposed to take it seven, take it all seven days. If you're going to take it, take it all the way. And then just drink about a pint of liquid acidophilus every day for a week afterwards. Or do some implants of acidophilus because it really destroys the flora. Okay, what was the, is that it? Anything else you think of destroying bowel bacteria? I just have a question about alcohol. Yeah. How is it like you said tobacco when you properly Yeah. What do you use it ritualistically? How do you use it? Where does it say that? Yeah, where does it say have a glass of wine on Sabbath? I want to see it. That's the way you were brought up. Does it, does it mean it's right? Has it been ordained by the Creator? I want to see where it says in the book that drinking wine before the Sabbath is something you should do. If it isn't, then why, why is it being done? I don't even know what language you're talking about. What's Seder? I don't even know what you mean, Passover Seder. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Goya or whatever you call it. Goy. Goy. Oh, Goy. We'll get to this colon eventually. I'm sorry. 
What's the Seder? What is the it's, Seder? It's the story of the telling it's a, of... Is it a holy book that was supposed yeah. to be come from God? Yes. Why, why isn't it in the Bible? It is in the Bible. What what book is it in? Well, I'm just, it's it's an important point to me because I think alcohol poisons the soul. So I want to see in a in a holy book where it's written to do that because I've had Christians tell me, oh, Jesus drank wine. It says, show me in the book where it says Jesus drank wine. I, it's not in there. It's part of the service. I'm not asking about what it's a part of. I'm saying, show me in the book where this is written that it says to drink this on your ritual once a year or once every five years. I want to see it in the book. That's all I want to know. Is that is that part of the Bible? The is, I don't know, is it part of the Bible? Who wrote it? Okay, there's a difference between that and something that comes out of the Quran or the Bible or the Gita. You know, that's a difference. So my opinion is no. I do not see any positive effect of alcohol except making tinctures with it. You know, don't feel guilty about anything you do. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it. But also wonder, you know, don't do it because it's a ritual or somebody told you to do it or you've been doing it for ten generations. Why does it have to be wine? All right? If you're really on this path, don't drink alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. You're making it harder for yourself. You want to eat junk? It's going to, you can still get there, but it's going to be harder. I'm just trying to find the simplest, most direct route for all of us without, without stressing ourselves. Only if you mainline it and inject it with a needle. Why'd you laugh? She was going for it. She was, where do I get syringes? She, I can see it in her mind. Danny will hook you up. Yeah, and I've read beer occasionally is good for you, too. Come on. My opinion. You want my opinion? Don't touch alcohol. It's not good for your soul. We're talking about soul development here. Not a, you know, stay away from that stuff. That's my opinion for what it's worth. All right. Do you think it's easier for your body to assimilate nutrition in New York or in, you know, laying on the beach down by Florida with palm trees and breezes? I like this. Different opinions, that's good. Now, the question next is, what does nutrition mean to you? You say you get better nutrition in Florida. What do you mean by nutrition? Oh, hold on. Semantics here. Someplace nice. <laughs> See? Drinking that wine? See what happens? <laughs> Looked over and she's falling out of her chair. See, even talking about wine, she's getting drunk. Yes. Okay, but I, I got ahead of myself. We, we we didn't do the best for the bowels. Okay, let's do that, and then we'll go on to this because that's a good good question. So remember what Rachel was saying. All right, what's the best thing for your bowel? 
BLF. <laughs> Balanced Life Balanced Food. Life. <laughs> it is. Believe me, it's one of the best things for your bowels. Wheatgrass juice. Water. Very good. I'm looking at things that are specific, though. All right? Flax. Flaxseed, flax oil, flax enemas. Wonderful for the bowel. The whole GI tract, but for the bowel, too, because it's very soothing, very healing. Helps with leaky gut syndrome, which a lot of people have leaky gut syndrome. It's a nutty flavor, yeah. Or just making a tea with it. It's very, very good. Flax, flax seed tea enema. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper than flax oil. But he got runchy quickly. Isn't it the flaxseed? Yes, yes it does. And Muncie brought up a good point that flaxseed does go rancid very quickly. So in order to make the most efficient use of our time, I'm going to beg your attention here. Not amongst each other right now, okay? Because it's very distracting to me and we're really we're just absorbing time like crazy here. This is your class. I already know this stuff. All right? So let me run through my list and then we'll see whatever you guys want to say. Okay, white oak bark. White oak bark as a, tr as a tea is wonderful for, you won't see many people tell you about that, but it really is a wonderful herb for the bowel. Chamomile tea as an implant is wonderful for the bowel. Wonderful for the bowel. Goat whey or cow's whey. Goat whey is ten times better, but it's about twice the price, three times the price, but it's worth it. And cow whey is wonderful for the bowel. When you first start taking it, you might get a lot of gas. You might notice a lot of gas happening. This is because you've got a little battle going on there. You know, you're changing. Remember what I told you about the fish tank. You're changing a very delicate bacteria balance. So you're going to have these things happening. So don't worry about it. It'll go through. It's a little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. You separate the cheese, you get curd, cheese, you get whey is the water product left. Curds are constipating, whey is laxative. It's the, it's the laxative part of cheese. They separate that, what you need with the cheese. So if you're going to eat cheese, eat some whey with it. and You'll digest it a lot better if you're going to have cheese. We sell it at the clinic. You can get it from us. You can get a discount on it. Um, speaking of the discount, after doing mathematics, I cannot do 40%. We'll do 33 and a third. Because by the time we got our shipping in there and everything, I was losing money on it. My secretary pointed out, and she said, you know, besides the fact that they were upset that you guys were getting 40% and they were only getting 25 so and I they gave everybody 33 and a third percent. That way it makes sure it covers our expenses and taxes and all that kind of weird stuff, hidden things, agendas. So I apologize, but that's that's the best I can do. But it still, it still saves you a lot of money. Okay, uh, goat and cowway. One of the best things that you don't eat is a slanting board. One of the best things in the world you can do for your colon and digestion is use a slanting board. Slanting board should be used as often as possible. 15 minutes is like an hour's sleep. If you can do it just once a day, at least do it 15 minutes before you go to bed. Lay on it and do your lymphocyzing before you go to bed. Lay on it. If you want to really do something nice for your colon, lay on it on a slant board with your castor oil pack on your body. You all should have the castor oil information. I know I pass that stuff out. Your castor oil pack, lay there, do your breathing. Man, you'd be amazed what it'll do for you, especially at night or the best time is like right now, 
3 o'clock in the afternoon, because the gravitational pull is the strongest upon the Earth. And that's when you see people do this. And you notice it's right around 3 o'clock. So if you can do 3 o'clock, a slanting board for 15 minutes, boy, you've got the energy to go all the rest of the day. You'll be amazed at how it revitalizes the brain. But the, we're talking about the colon here, which is normally up here, drops down, so it helps to move the colon back into position. You'll have better bowel movements. You'll digest your food better. It'll help you tremendously. And isn't it interesting that this portion of the bowel here affects the brain, which you'll learn in iridology. And this portion of the bowel is a portion that drops down, so it becomes a low point, a stagnant point. And the more stagnation here, the more stagnation here. So by slanting, we're moving this into position, and we're also forcing blood into the head. So that's how it works on all levels, all right? Is this about slanting board? Yeah, but what? I've been doing my slanting. I have a lot of pain. My back hurts. When you slant? When I slant, uh, I just have a lot of pain. I have just a lot of pain. Oh, yeah, body. sure. And when I go to get up, I have a lot of pain. Roll off it. And then get on your hands and knees and then work okay. walk your way up because your whole body's shifting and it will be painful. Your colons will start untwisting and it's, it can be uncomfortable. All right, I was surprised. No. And when you read about the colonic stuff, you're going to get your colonic information. It'll tell you how to pump out the colon. You can do that on the slanting board. Okay. You don't have to have a colonic to do it. and It'll show you how to pump it and it'll help to move these energies okay. in the ascending and descending colons. All right, magnesium is a, is a very important element for the bowel. So any of the foods, you've got a chart coming tomorrow that tells you about magnesium foods and all the different foods and elements. So magnesium foods are especially good for the bowel, very important for the relaxation and healing the bowel. Of course, sodium, we talked about that. Sodium being a very important element, very high in the mucous membranes of the large intestine. So we want to get sodium foods, which is, you know, your whey. Uh, celery juice, we talked about that before. Blackstrap molasses is very good for the bowel, very healing to the bowel. Slippery elm is probably one of the most wonderful herbs in the world for the large intestine. Slippery elm, like an elm tree. Slippery elm. Comfrey root is wonderful. Comfrey root, 